Talk Radio 96.7. Ronnie O, Coach Joe, in the Ozone. Talking sports, we are indeed. The Ozone brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. All right, Ronnie O, Coach Joe, in the Ozone. We're talking sports, and we want you to join us. The number is 682-1430. That's 682-1430. Or if you're technologically inclined, you can reach us at ozone at hallradio.net. That's ozone at hallradio.net. Yes, sir, we'd love for you to give us a call at 682-1430. Coach Joe, some real big birthdays today. Brooks Robinson, great third baseman for the Orioles, turned 86 today. Can you believe that? Wow. Is he still alive? Yeah. Nice. 86. Man, 16 gold gloves at third base, 18-time All-Star, 1966-1970 MVP, and uh, he won the World Series in 66. Pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, they referred to him either as Hoover or the vacuum cleaner because yeah. he was so good defensively. Yeah. I remember oh, yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, great. Those were some great Orioles teams in the 70s, and he was a huge part of that for most of them. Well, they played really good defense, had great pitching back then, too. Oh, yeah. Man. Pitching and defense. Oh, they yeah. did. They that's, did. Uh, that's how teams used to win. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of great teams, not one of my favorite guys, but Reggie Jackson turned 77 today. They called him Mr. October because he relied on the rest of his team to get him there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ronnie. Reggie was pretty good. <laughs> uh, he was pretty good. I'll give yeah. you that. He's hit some balls that haven't landed yet. Well, that's true. But... Uh, I always loved what Tom Lasorda said about him. Somebody said, Tommy, he said, I heard that you called Reggie Jackson a dog. He said, that's not true. He said, that would be offensive to the dog. At least the dog will run after the ball. <laughs> but, hey, all right, defense wasn't his forte. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Man, but, could he hit. <laughs> oh, yeah, he could. He could, no doubt. He hit some tape measure home runs. And those A's teams, they don't get enough credit. 72, 73, 74 World Series champions, three in a row, Man, they were great. Yeah, and they were playoff teams a couple of other times too. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, they they were mostly known for being owned by Charlie Finley, who was the crazy owner of his day. Yeah, uh, you know, in the pre-Steinbrenner era. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, Steinbrenner kind of moved in and, and sort of <laughs> pushed pushed Finley off to the side. Finley got into so much trouble. I mean, he tried to trade guys for cash and stuff because to, to make money and. The commissioner, this is the first time I ever heard of a commissioner voiding trades, was when Charlie Finley tried to make some. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, he and he ended up losing the guys the to free agency, did. though. Yeah, well, he yeah. ended up losing them to free agency yeah. instead. He didn't make nothing yeah. out of it. But, you know, he was ahead of his time. He, he yeah, wanted to have exactly. orange baseballs <laughs> yeah. because you could see them better. He's way ahead of his time yeah. on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was. I mean, I don't know that we'll ever see that. But I, uh, Oakland could use an owner like him, though. They're, they're dying on the vine out there, the soon-to-be Vegas A's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But that we, was quite a quite a quite a team. Oh, it was. Yeah. Remember his mule? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> he used to ride the mule in sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember that. That's pro. Oh, that's amazing. Oh stuff. man, those yeah. teams. I remember he tried. He traded Joe Rudy and um, Raleigh Fingers to the Red Sox. And yeah. they get there and they say, no, 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 sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah. can't yeah, ex- do that. Exactly. And then during the World Series, Mike Andrews made a critical error and he cut him. <laughs> yeah. And the players' union said, <laughs> yeah. no, can't do that. Yeah, there were so many great players, including Vita Blue, which yeah. – um, did Vita Blue, he either recently had a birthday or recently he just died. passed away. He just passed away. Yeah, he was he was a great player for them. Catfish Hunter, Raleigh Fingers you mentioned. And uh, he, 
you know how most teams back then had this policy about no long hair or no facial hair. He had the opposite policy, and they yeah, had contests as to who could who could grow the craziest mustaches. And Raleigh Fingers had the best one. It was this old fashioned handle handlebar oh, yeah. one, and it curled on the sides. Yeah. And it was it was amazing stuff. And it didn't hurt that he could pitch in addition to that. Oh yeah, he could get guys out. Back in the days when there weren't specialized relievers, if you if you relieved, you came in like in the sixth and finished the game. Right? Yeah, All exactly. That. And came, exactly. came back the next day after that. Exactly, Wasn't no it doubt Mike about Marshall it. Mike Marshall in 1974 who yeah. pitched all those innings? 200, over 200 innings in relief. Oh, man. I, I had him on when he was the uh, baseball coach up at St. Leo, and I asked him about that, and I said, Mike, I said, other than you, who do you think is the greatest closer of all time? He said, well, he said, you can't exclude me because it was me. <laughs> <laughs> He says, these pansies today, said they come in, oh, four-ouch save. He said, I pitched three innings a lot of times, four oh, innings. Yeah, that was common. You yeah. You never brought somebody in for to face one batter. Yeah, oh, who yeah. Who started that? Was it was it Earl Weaver who started that? Who, who started? Or Tony LaRusso was probably the one who started all this specialized relief, and we can blame him for that. Yeah, could be. <laughs> could be. Well, let's go ahead and take a break, and we come back. We're going to have Andy Bean with us, our very own Lakeland PGA professional, and we're going to talk a little bit about golf. We're going to be talking about the PGA going on right now up in New York, in Rochester, New York. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. Hi, I'm Larry Little of the Miami Dolphins. I'm listening to Ronnie O on the Ozone. Ronnie O, Coach Joe in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight is brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors of Lakeland. They turn scrap metal into cash. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. We're honored to have with us on the phone our very own PGA professional, 11-time winner on the PGA Tour, Andy Bean. Andy, welcome back to the Ozone. Good evening, guys. How y'all doing? Man, we're so happy to have you with us. The PGA, uh, they had a frost delay today what's the yep. worst weather conditions you ever played in oh goodness huh. well i was in snow in tucson <laughs> i know hey well actually we had just finished and it snowed that afternoon right after we finished playing and I was the only dummy out there on the practice tee, hitting <laughs> balls in the snow. I had never, do, I had never done that in my life. So, I, I, hey, I kind of fell out of sorts as Kim did in the ditch today, where he in the hazard where he went swimming there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Have you played that course that they're playing oh, up there? Okay. I lost. I lost. Jack at, at Oak Hill. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but uh, was that I the one where you missed your flight? No, that's not. I uh, just I just missed a couple of putts. Oh my gosh! Well, we were we were talking about you the other day at lunch. Your ears were probably burning, and uh, Brant was telling us about when you lost in the Memorial to Jack and you missed in a playoff. And you missed your flight. And uh, tell the audience what happened with Nicholas after that. Well, I was trying to get a flight home, and uh, well, actually, that wasn't that wasn't the 
Is that the year I lost in the playoff? Um, no, because Debbie was with me that year. The but anyway, one year I missed a loss because we had a delay. Um, and um, anyway, all of a sudden I'm trying to get a flight, and then I'm because I need to get back because actually Debbie was not with me because she was in um, uh, labor. Oh my God! I mean, excuse me. The next that that's incorrect. I was getting ahead of myself. She was going. She couldn't fly that week because she was due in two weeks, or maybe like ten days from then. And I needed to get back home after the tournament. And uh, I'm trying to get a a flight, and then I'm trying to charter a plane, and you know, to get home after the the round on Sunday. And Jack found out that I, by one of the tournament directors, found out what I was doing. And I got a note while I'm sitting there on the phone trying to make a reservation or, or get a plane or something. And it says, be at Columbus Airport at and look for go to this FBO and look for this tail number. And it was, it was N one J N, which was, which was Jack's plane uh, over at the hangar. And, uh, I just went, what? He said, Jack, Jack said, he, you got a ride on his plane to go home. And I went, you know what? That's a pretty good deal. Although I think I paid, I think I paid for most of the gas by losing. <laughs> I thought, uh, you know, no, but he was just so generous and he, he just flew me home. I think, Eric, I, I think Eric Clark has one of those planes. <laughs> I tell you, but it, it, you know, it's kind of like, that, that guy, I mean, he did so much for me. Um, but I guess that after I lost a couple times to him in, in major championships, he, that was the least he could have done. <laughs> well, Andy, that 1980 PG, uh, PGA Championship, Jack uh, had some uh, pretty impressive golf that that uh, year. That shot 63 oh, in the yeah. first round <laughs> and then sort of uh, – sort of uh, walked away with that one, but you did finish second, and it was at Oak Hill. Yeah, uh, and we're, talk- we're talking tonight with Andy Bean. You can join us at 682-1430. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, they've made a couple of changes on it. The, the significant change was the 15th hole, where it com- looks completely different than it used to. But yeah. uh, it's a really difficult course. Uh, is and, and I have two questions about that. Uh, first, yeah, off, first off, first uh, off, you got DJ and DeChambeau right up there near the lead. I believe Eric Cole of Nova Southeastern has just jumped ahead at 500, but he's still out on the course. No. Uh, it, it seems like a very tight course. The rough is very heavy, but in a in a weird way, doesn't that kind of favor the Bombers? It's heavy, but it's not. Well, I shouldn't say that. 
I don't. Well, think it's definitely heavy. I don't think it's. I don't think it's as heavy as when we played it. Oh, okay. A couple of times, but it's definitely you get penalized if you miss a fairway. It's putting more of a premium on the fairway. This um, on fairway tee shots, uh, but the bombers can still hit it out there. But it's kind of like where they can put a lot of these pins. You can get it to the green, but it's hard to keep it on the green. And that's the whole key there. But you do have run-up areas on this course that you don't have on some. And uh, that's in the favor of the Bombers, too. Because if they do get it in, you know, in the rough, then they can hit it, let it hit at the front of the green, and run up into the middle of the green. If, you know. yeah. well, so you... it's uh, – but it helps to hit the ball in the fairway and – and make putts, no doubt. Well, you know what's different from what I remember from back when you were playing, especially at a course like Oak Hill, which is always kind of an old-fashioned course. It's been around a long time. <clears throat> Nowadays, you, you mentioned it, the run-up area. They also have those shaved areas where the ball rolls off, rolls off the back, rolls exactly. off the side. Yeah. And that didn't exist uh, when you were playing there in 1980, did it? It's, it's a completely not Not quite like it is now. It, we had maybe one one of them there, but they they've got a couple here, and uh, you know number, what is it like say 15's changed? Oh yeah, I remember I remember the last round, I hit a really good six iron in, on the par three, uh, six uh, six no 15, I hit a really good uh, six iron in there about six or eight feet from the hole. And Jack kind of looked at me and he went, just kind of gave me a nod. <laughs> and uh, at that time, he had like a, a three-shot lead, four-shot lead. Like, what are you doing trying to get into my tournament here? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, man, I said, I'm just a kid trying to get there and make a, you know, make a good check. And, and uh, yes, I'm trying to sneak up on you too, but, but he did. He kind of gave me a little wink like, that's a pretty good shot, kid. <laughs> Andy, we've got my grandson, Robbie Ocean, here, and he has a question okay. for you. Please, Robbie, go ahead. Yes, sir, Mr. Bean. You won the 1973 National Championship at Florida. What's your uh, fondest memory from that team? Oh, I tell you what. You know, when you win a tournament like that, <clears throat> we won out in, in Stillwater, and the thing about it, it was going to blow the last day. It was going to be real windy. And you're playing out in, you know, in Oklahoma, and they're saying, well, we won't be able to, or the, the Florida team won't be able to hang in there and stay that far ahead of us because they're going to fall back some because it's going to be real windy and be more of a challenge. I guess they didn't understand and they didn't read their uh, – the history correctly or the weather correctly, but the wind blows pretty good in Florida too. And we were used, you know, we were used to playing in the wind, you know, <laughs> most of the guys here because most of us were Florida players. And, you know, you just, uh, we just snuck up on them and then on the third day, and then we went ahead and uh, made a good showing the last day and won. And we were just very fortunate. Andy, I had a question for you. I wanted to get your perspective. If you could go back and be 
25, 30 years old in your prime, what majors, rank the four majors that you would want to win the most? Oh, goodness. Um, you mean in order? Yeah, which one would you want to win the most? Uh, and then go down the list of the other three. Well, I think number one would always be the U.S. Open because, I mean, that's our national championship. Um, number. Um, boy, the next ones are hard after that because it would either be the British Open or the Masters and living here and being a you know, U.S. citizen and born in Georgia. If I didn't say, if I didn't say the Masters, I'd get, I, I would be reprimanded very much. But it, I mean, it was the matter of fact. I'll probably get it from the boys in the Chicken Club about it. But I think, I think the Masters would be the second, and then the British Open, which they call the Open Championship now. I don't think they should call it the Open Championship, but uh, because it was the first one, I guess they have the right to do that because uh, it is the British Open. It's not the Open Championship for the world. It's the British Open. Uh, and then the PGA, certainly it's a major, and it's not that it really ranks last, but when you look at the history and you look the way the world perceives everything. Um, I just think those, the U.S. Open, the Masters, the British Champ Open, and then the PGA would be the way I ranked it. Sandy, so uh, the Gators <coughs> win the SEC golf title a couple of weeks ago. They did. Yeah, they. Uh, this team John, seemed. John DeBow made the putt on the last hole. 15 footer right up the hill there at Sea Island. I, as a matter of fact, I asked Coach Deacon, I said, Who read the putt, you or John? <laughs> and he said, Well, who do you think? And I left it blank. <laughs> and because I called Johnny, I called John and congratulated him. And I said, Who read the putt? He said, I knocked it right in the back of the hole. And I said, You didn't answer the question either. But I think I've got a good idea. <laughs> hey, were they were they playing it at Sea Island? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's been there forever, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that... Well, the last few years, yeah, because it's a great venue to go play that, and it's really not in anybody's backyard. Everybody can go over there and uh, practice there and and get ready for it. So it's really you know it's not a Florida, it's not a uh, University of Georgia home, you know, home advantage. All right, Andy, uh, time for one more question. One, one, one round in, who do you, who's, who's in the best form for this weekend at the PGA? Boy, I'll tell you what, um, you got, you know, the guys that you've got at the top, I mean, Dustin Johnson, Adam Scott, DeChambeau, uh, Scheffler, yeah, Sheffield. Yeah, well, and Eric Cole is actually the leader right now who doesn't have a championship. Or I don't think he's he hasn't won a tournament here, has he? No. Because he lost to uh, who was it earlier in the year? Uh, was uh, that I, was at really Honda, put, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. I was really pulling for him. That's Laura Baugh's son. That's right, yeah. And Bob, Bobby Cole and Laura Baugh's son. And, uh, I mean, he's got a great, uh, a good player for a, a teacher, his dad. And then, uh, obviously, Laura Baugh, who was, a, was good in her own right on the ladies' tour. Uh, but she was out there supporting him. And um, you just, uh, it's hard to make a call there because I can tell you one thing you're going to have to do. You know, DeChambeau, all of them, you're going to have to put the ball in the fairway a lot. On the weekend, you know, Friday and then the weekend. So, um, yeah. oh, if I had to make a call, I still like Scheffler. Because yeah, he's, me I think he is without a doubt the best putter in the group. Uh, yeah, I like I like you, him too, uh, Andy, and, and uh, I, we're so we'll see if Ronnie has a different pick later. But but we're going to have to take a break now. But gosh, we're, okay. we're so glad you could join us t- tonight, and uh, we appreciate your thoughts on golf. Hope you're doing well. And uh, hey, we're doing okay. Awesome, and uh, so let, we'll uh, we'll see if our picks on Scotty this week are right, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You can come and join us again. All okay? right. Scotty, you take care. I mean, uh, Joe, Coach, you take care. And, you know, I hope Scotty – well, I don't – you know, it doesn't matter. We just – we want to see some good golf, and they're going to show it to us. Oh, for sure. Thanks. No doubt. Thanks, Andy. We really appreciate it. All uh, right. See you. That's the great Andy uh, Bean. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. Talk Radio 96.7, Talking Sports in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors of Lakeland. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. Special guests with us tonight. We have Robbie Ocean and we have Alex with us. Alex, a lot of stuff going on over at the USF campus. Their new indoor facility is is under construction or been built? No, that one's been complete and ribbon cutting and opened. Okay, and that's the Coach Joe indoor facility, right? <laughs> no, the Porter Family Indoor Performance Facility. Oh, okay. Well, close, close. They let me drive by it from yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. What about the uh, on-campus football stadium? What's happening there? So the last thing I heard about that was it is being talked over by the finance committee because they want to make it for a cost of $340 million dollars. And they want to put it kind of right behind the new facility and the soccer field where it is, with about room for thirty-five thousand people. I'm pretty sure. Well, that you know, the Eric Clark Foundation, three hundred forty million. He could go over there and just say, "Hey, you got change for a five. Yeah, I think it's that much in his pocket right now. They let me drive by it every once in a while. (laughs) You know what I'm worried about with with in my backyard. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of cool. I I remember when I was at UF. uh, I was across the street in the, in the dorms across the street from the stadium, which was very convenient. One thirty kickoffs, I would sleep till 1. And <laughs> <laughs> but well, what I worry about with this proposed new stadium is there's an awful lot of chatter about maybe digging up the claw, which uh, those of you who are familiar, it's USF golf course and the famous hole known as the claw because it goes in like three different directions. I really hope they don't do that. Now, I've, I've seen the course lately. It doesn't look like it's in great shape. So, it is not. Yeah, that doesn't look it's, like they're taking care of it anymore. But, you know, it's amazing the juxtaposition that's happened with USF and UCF. I mean, at one time, UCF, USF was ranked number two in the country. They'd just beaten Auburn, 
and it's been downhill ever since. It was 07. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, and now UCF has just bypassed them by 100 miles. Yeah, but them leaving the division doesn't exactly help either. We have no good games coming up, except Alabama in September. That'll be a good one. Yeah. It will definitely attract uh, some some eyeballs because <laughs> Alabama brings a lot of fans. And yeah, no doubt about sort of it. Vacation. No doubt about it. Well, I'll tell you what, people who are doing well, not recently, but the Tampa Bay Rays. Robbie Ocean, what can you tell us about the Rays? The, the former Gators are hurting them, aren't they? Harrison Bader and <laughs> Pete Alonzo, um, they go up and they lose two out of three to the Mets. Yes, sir. They uh, lost two out of three to the Mets. Uh, they went two and two in New York. <coughs> they they've been you know just okay on the road this year, but at home they've completely dominated anyone who's come into the trop. I mean, I could go on for five minutes about every single player in the starting lineup. Everyone's contributed. Um, the bullpen has been a bit of a, an Achilles heel. I mean, a lot of injuries there. Hadn't there? A lot of injuries in the bullpen. A lot of injuries in the lineup. We lost uh, two two of our starters recently. Uh, Spring Jeffrey Springs is out for the year. Drew Rasmussen just got placed on 60-day IL. But uh, Shane McClanahan is uh, probably, he's second probably in the running for the Cy Young Award. And Rays have two guys in the running for the MVP, and Randy Rosarena and Wander Franco, both hitting around 300. Randy Rosarena is top five in the league in RBIs with 10 home runs. I mean, every, every guy in the lineup, they've got multiple guys who are hot at one time. Well, and you know, the thing is they're still leading the major leagues They've still got the best record in the majors. So, um, yeah, those they talked about the Orioles earlier. How good they were in the seventies. They're good again. They're right behind. Hey, but uh, I think uh, Tyler Glasnow is due back soon, right, Robbie? Yes, sir. He should be back soon. Hey, I believe he just got designated for one more uh, minor league assignment. So, but the the Rays have. I mean, they've dominated in just about every single stat category offensively. They lead the league in average home runs, RBIs, runs. Uh, on base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, hits. Uh, they lead the league in opponent batting average. So not only are they dominating on the offensive side, they're dominating on the defensive side outside of the bullpen. Yeah, they've, they've really had a good year so far, no doubt about it. It's a loaded division. Everybody's good, even the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just barely. Yeah, unfortunately. Like, Sorry. Technically, yes, but I mean, really, come on. Yeah. Are we in last place? Yes, sir. Uh, in last place with a... Four games over five hundred, and you're still in last place. That's a tough. That's a tough place to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know what might have caused some of this is there's a more balanced schedule now. Uh, the division opponents you you used to play them 19 times a season. You're only playing them 13 times, which means more games against everybody else. Yes, sir. You uh, the season that you will play every single team in the majors. This year. Yeah. Everyone and, plays everyone. And that means the AL East is feasting on other teams. Yeah. <laughs> and beating themselves up less, so everybody's over five hundred. Well, I mean, despite the fact that my Red Sox are in last place, they're seven and a half games behind the Rays, who just got off to, you know, they're like a comet streaking out of the gate. They, they're thirty-two and thirteen, and the Red Sox are twenty-four and twenty, which would be tied for the lead in the Central. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, you're in a good division when the Yankees are in fourth place. The, the Central is the opposite of the AL East. The the Central, they they're I think have the worst record against everybody else. You know, when they play, they they uh, they're lucky to be 500 against the rest of the world. So they're uh, that's a weak division, but the AL East is super strong. And you know, the more I've always thought that you should play your division teams more because why have divisions, right? You know, uh, now they've they've fewer games, but you still play your divisional rivals more. 
But otherwise, if you're playing everybody the same amount of time, you should do it like they do in hockey and basketball, where the top eight in each conference make the playoffs, regardless of division. So uh, well, there's there's a change coming on the, the Major League Baseball is evolving. You we it looks so much different, Robbie, than when when Ronnie and I were younger, or at least when I was younger. <laughs> was, when I was younger, <laughs> Babe Ruth was still playing. <laughs> Coach Joe, I got one for you. All right, and I want you to react to this. Danielle Marshall turns. 50 he missed that free today. throw. Thanks, <laughs> two free throws. Thank I know God. it. I knew it. Nineteen ninety-four. Yes. Yeah. That it looked like the Gators were going to top out at the Sweet Sixteen, and because he missed those two free throws with, uh, you know, only about a second to go in the in the regulation, the game remained tied with the Gators. I was there at that game too. It was in Miami, and they uh, the Gators went on to win in double overtime. Incredible game. Then a couple nights later, they won against BC to advance to their first Final Four under coach. Ronnie? Well, <laughs> under uh, I was cueing you. Lon Kruger, Lon right? Lon Kruger, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at something else. Today, his 63rd birthday is Yannick Noah, who is the I've father of, <laughs> of Joe Kim Noah. Yes. And uh, I actually sat by Yannick Noah in Indianapolis when the Gators won, won their first national championship. For our youngsters here, Yannick Noah was an outstanding tennis player, oh. one of the, one of the uh, tops in the world in his day. But that's not true. how he made his money. That's true. Yeah, he's he, actually a recording artist yeah. in France, and that's where he's made more money than he actually made playing tennis. Yeah, that, that's he could pretty do amazing. It all. He was cool. Yeah, <laughs> and that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. And, and you know uh, the the Heat are playing Boston uh, in the playoffs, and the Celtics have Al Horford, who's yeah. also part of that 07, 06, and 07 championships teams. And uh, uh, I was down in Miami when the University of Miami revived basketball, and one of their key prize recruits in, in those early years in the late '80s when they revived basketball was Tito Horford. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah, was, no he doubt. was considered the catch of that uh, particular class. No doubt. Yeah. Robbie Ocean, the Gators are playing a critical series up in Lexington, Kentucky, against the Kentucky Wildcats, who have not lost a series at home. You got an update for us? Well, in Game 1, the Gators lead Kentucky in the top of the seventh inning 10-3. to All right, let's go Gators. That's sounding good. Uh, from what I've heard, and you don't really know, is that if they win one out of three up there, then they are going to be able to host a regional in Gainesville. Oh. So. Hopefully it's going to work out that way. Yeah, that that'll be great. Yeah. So are they? They're ranked. Aren't they still ranked in the top ten, or did they drop? Yeah. No, bit? the Gators are ranked. I think fourth. Fourth. Yes. Fourth. Sir. Yeah. Oh, the, you know, if you can be in the top eight seeds, and you get those the super regional too, if you advance. Yeah. So that's what you really you know, want to do. I, have that. you been to the new ballpark? I have not. Condren, you need to go. It is beautiful. I I had a friend of mine who had. He's got eight seats, four down in the stadium, and four club seats. And that is the way to go, man. I'll tell you what, it is beautiful. And plus, uh, Jack Caglione had it going on, and the Gators just played some great, great baseball there. Well, Coach Joe, on this date, Mickey Mantle hits home runs from both sides of the plate for a record third time. Now, he had seven World Series winners. He played from 51 to 68. In 1956, he hit the triple crown, 353, 52 homers, and 130 RBIs. He went on to do that 10 times, hitting home runs from both sides of the plate. Now, I had no idea. If you know this, then I'm going to give you a dollar. 
who holds the record for most home runs from both sides of the plate in a single game in Major League history. It's a fairly recent guy. I was going to think Eddie Murray. It's not him. Uh, but it's more recent than Eddie Murray? Eddie had 11. He did 11 times. But somebody more recent? Yes. Uh, from both sides of the plate? Yeah. Uh, who are the great switch Wasn't hitters? a guy that I would have never guessed this guy. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm trying to Played for a lot of different teams. Mark Teixeira. Oh, four, I didn't know 14 times. Him. Me I, either. Yeah. I didn't know he was a switch hitter, to be I honest. I thought he was strictly a left-handed hitter. <laughs> I did, too. Oh, okay, so he actually did bat right-handed a little bit. <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> okay. But he did it 14 times. Wow. For the same game from both sides of the plate. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's, uh, you must be good with the right hand, then. I guess he would have had to. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if he hits a home run left-handed if, to keep building on his record. Even if he's not facing a left-handed pitcher, does he bat right-handed the rest uh, of the that's game? That's a anyway? pretty good point. Got to even it out somehow. That's a pretty good point. <laughs> he's got to get the one from the other side from time to time. No doubt about it. Well, who the Rays have coming up on the schedule? Uh, well, the Rays will be playing the uh, Brewers coming up at home. So um, I'm actually going to the game Sunday. So looking forward to that. I and, guess I wasn't home when you called to invite me. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, you don't. You uh, you didn't answer that one. I guess. Yeah, you ghosted him. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling. I'm telling you. I mean, the kid's got it made. I tell you what, he's really got it made. Well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll have that f- opportunity for our sports quiz winner to go out to Miller's Lakeland Ale House, eat and drink what you want, and take thirty dollars off your tab. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. Hello, I'm Dwight Stevenson, formerly of the Miami Dolphins and Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. Ozone, yeah. The Ozone brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors of Lakeland. A couple of Dolphin legends back-to-back that we've had as guests. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. And I know right now you know it's time for our sports quiz. And you'll get $30 off your tab at Miller's Lakeland Ale House, located at 5650 South Florida Avenue. Got a pretty easy one for you tonight. On this date in 1968, Detroit Tigers legend Al Kaline hit his 307th home run. What number was Al Kaline for the Detroit Tigers, or what position did he play in the outfield primarily? 682-1430. That's 682-1430. Al Kaline, 297 lifetime batting average, 3,007 hits, 399 home runs, and won 10 gold gloves in the outfield. 1968 World Series champion. Coach Joe, what's your favorite thing to eat at Miller's Lakeland Ale House? You know, that has changed over time. Uh, but uh, one of the things I always get is the French onion soup. Uh, it's it's uh, constant there. I love their giant pretzel, no doubt. They make they make a great steak too. And, oh, they do. Uh, oh, they really do. Their hamburgers yeah. are legendary. Yeah, and they uh, so and and the the chicken is good as well. Their wings are terrific. Oh they, yeah, they really are. So uh, you, you know it, it kind of depends. I go there so many times. <laughs> I try to mix it up a little bit, and but uh, th- those are some of my favorite things at the Ale House. Alex, what's your favorite? You know, I forgot about the pretzel until right that second, so I might have changed my answer to that. But otherwise, they have a really good margarita flatbread. Yeah? Yeah. That is really Robbie good. O, what's really your favorite good. thing to eat at Miller's Lakeland Ale House? Definitely the wings. The wings, all right. 5650 South Florida Avenue, that's where they're located. 
They have over 40 strategically located television sets, and they have drink and meal specials every night of the week. So your $30 will go a long way, unless, of course, you invite Eric Clark to go with you. The human steam shovel, you will get nothing to eat. So no doubt about it. we got somebody on the line that's hungry and thirsty. Mason, how are you tonight? Mason, you there? By the way, folks, it's Mason, raining you there? outside. I don't know if that's affecting our reception or not. All right. <laughs> Mason, you hungry and thirsty? Yes, sir. There he is. All there right. We go. What number was Al Kaline or what position did he play in the outfield primarily? Who, sir? Al Kaline, Detroit Tigers legend. I'm going to throw a number out there, 34. Uh, no, that's not it. No, that's not it. No, but you can call back. That's okay. I think 34 was Fernando oh, yeah. Valenzuela. Yeah, it so was. You weren't off Mason, by much. <laughs> you had a one in three chance if you just guessed the outfield. You had a much better shot. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. Speaking of baseball, Ronnie, congratulations uh, so far as the great season for Lakeland Christian continues today. Earlier today, they played the state semifinal. And they won against uh, St. John Newman, three to nothing. All right, Matty Diaz final. still the head coach there. Isn't yes, he? uh, I believe I believe he's on earlier on, uh, on on the show. What do they call that show on before us, Eric? Sports Central. Sports. Oh, Sports yeah. Central. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, those guys. I think I think he yeah. was talking to them earlier. So so that's terrific. And uh, <clears throat> I want to congratulate them. Also, you congratulate my colleague uh, Stacy Pugh, who's the assistant coach on the team. And uh, you know they do a, a great job. They're heading to the state final. That's on Saturday. So. You know where that's played? In Fort Myers. All right. Which the semifinal was, too. They actually came back, and then they're going back down tomorrow night. So they play in, it used to be JetBlue Park where the Red Sox train. Uh, yeah, that is down there. Uh, there's a couple of them down there now. The, the one where the Twins play yeah, as well. Yeah, I thought the so, Twins uh, also I'm not sure which in. one they're playing in, though. I gotta, uh, I'll have to double-check that, whether whether it's uh, – whether what do they call that one down there? Ed Radis, I think. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not 100% sure about that either. And they're done for the day at the PGA. 30 players left on the course because of the delay earlier in the day that resulted in 30 players who have yet to finish their round. They'll finish in the morning. Eric Cole continues to lead, son of Laura Labaugh, as Andy pointed out, <laughs> and from Nova Southeastern. Uh, Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson among those still out on the course. DJ four under, Phil one over. And our good friend Billy Horschel to one over as well. All right. All right. Give us a call, 682-1430. If you want to go out to Miller's Lakeland Ale House and take $30 off your tab, all you got to do is tell us what number was Detroit Tigers legend Al Kaline. Or you can tell us what outfield position he played. I mean, there's only three of them. Give us a call, 682-1430. That $30 gift certificate, you can't go wrong there. I'm telling you. Is there a statute of Al Kaline out in Joker Marching? I don't, I don't think so, no. but I could be wrong. There's something for him out there. I know they have his number up on, on, the, yeah. on the right field wall or beh- behind the right field wall. We lived in Lakeland for a while. You know, yeah. what, what a nice guy he was. I heard him speak one time. You'd never know that the guy even hit 125 the way he was just – you know, such a, a gracious guy and not braggadocious at all. And I actually met his grandson working out in the gym one time. And his grandson, um, I think he only made it to like A ball, uh, may have made it to double A in the Tigers organization, but he was another great kid. I think he's 
an administrator in baseball now, if I'm not mistaken. I guess after he was done, you added a couple of plates on and started your reps, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I was bench pressing. Um, when the girls got through, I had to take some off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've been out to the gym with you before, Ronnie, and I know they have special machines for you with extra heavy weights. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go, man. <laughs> I am the extra heavy weight. <laughs> Uh, well, we want to thank Alex for coming in tonight. Hey, Alex. Thank uh, you. Thank you. All Glad right. And Robbie Ocean. Hey, Robert. Yes, sir. Uh, Robbie Ocean, you got us an update real quick on the, the Gators. You know what the score is? It is currently 10 uh, to 3 in the top of the eighth inning. All right. Looking let's go, good. Gators. Let's finish that thing off. Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. We'll stay here for a little while if you want to call in 682. 682- 1430 to try to win that $30 off your tab at Miller's Lakeland Ale House.